0: Welcome to another episode of Pep Talks, a child nutrition podcast. I'm your host, Cheyenne Meyer, and today I'm joined by Dave Allen and Ginger G, two radio hosts from Rock 101 in Bismarck, North Dakota. You may be wondering, what do radio hosts, motorcycles, and school lunches have in common? Find out today on this episode of Pep Talks. So, can you start by telling me a little bit more about yourselves?
1: I'm Dave Allen, and uh, I'm a father of uh, twin uh, girls. Uh, They're both uh, 16 years of age, Abigail and Caitlin. And uh, I love music, as I'm sure my co-host here, Ginger G., could uh, attest she as well does. But um, that kind of led to my career in broadcasting. You know, I uh, do practice a little bit of uh, guitar every once in a while when I get a chance to. Uh, some of the other hobbies I like are golfing and concerts, uh, softball, basketball, and sometimes I like to model for my girlfriend as well.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I would say I'm middle-aged, uh, mid 40s or so, and uh, enjoying uh, my life up to this point. Everything uh, that I've uh, really kind of set out and wanted to do, I've I've been lucky enough to be able to accomplish that. So I'm a pretty happy person.
2: I grew up in Bismarck where uh, I work now, and actually, uh, up until five years ago, I never worked in radio in the city that I grew up in, so it's been kind of weird, because a lot of the stories that I use uh, in my shows are about people who I grew up with, so I have to be careful now, (laughs) but I grew up in Bismarck, I was going to be a nurse, I went through CNA training, I loved doing that, I started nursing school and wasn't quite ready to buckle down, so I did a few other things, and came across a friend of mine who went to broadcast school in Minneapolis, and I chose to go there, which then led me to Jackson, Mississippi for four years, back to up uh, north uh, to Fargo, North Dakota, and then here in Bismarck. And over the years since I've been in radio, honestly, I just had a soft spot for motorcycle, for bike runs. I, I loved the, the bike community, A lot of them were people who I would normally hang out with. If I went out to a watering hole, I'd belly up next to them. And they always had so many really great news stories about fundraisers that they did and charities that they donated to. Just kind of gentle giants is what I call them when you come across these guys and gals who kind of look burly. and, And sometimes people are, I guess, a little intimidated by them. And once you become a part of this bike community, you just feel so much love. And it's just one big family wanting to better the community. Um, so I'm, I'm not married. I've never been married. I have no kids. And so I've just kind of thrown myself into music. Like Dave said, I've always, always loved it. Him and I both enjoy going to concerts together with our significant others. And um, and we put on a statewide show. We love doing that, mm-hmm. highlighting local bands. And we both decided because there was a, another event in town where, where bikes would go out and they would park and hang out for hours. And we thought, well, people buy their bikes to ride them, you know? So, anyway, when I turned 40, I decided instead of riding on the back of a bike and hoping that that relationship works so I can continue to ride with somebody, I took the course and I bought my Harley, my first bike ever, in May. And now I'm riding. Yes, I have dumped it a couple of times. But they say if you don't dump your bike, you're not truly a rider. <laughs> well,
1: there's two there's two kinds of riders. Those that uh, have dumped it and those that will. Will, yeah. yeah. Uh, we true. should mention that Ginger and I both do a uh, live local morning show here in the uh, state capital of uh, North Dakota in Bismarck on Rock 101. Yeah. So we've been doing that. We'll be celebrating our fifth, fifth anniversary, anniversary coming up in March of uh, mm-hmm. next year as well. Yeah. So
0: Awesome. Very cool. So let's go back and talk about, because I think you mentioned um, some roots in Mississippi. So can you both share where you grew up?
1: Yeah. um, I grew up in a small town, uh, population about 1,500, just right along the North Dakota border, uh, centrally located here in the state of North Dakota called Rolla. I lived uh, there until I graduated high school in 1989 and then... uh, Went off to college at the University in North Dakota, then uh, transferred out to Minot. And uh, then after that, uh, just kind of worked around the state, traveled from town to town in the state, doing either school or work and uh, found my way here to Bismarck. I never thought I would ever like Bismarck, to be honest with you, because I was uh, working up in Minot, which would be about 120 miles north, directly north of Bismarck. I didn't think I would like it, to be honest with you. But as I got here and kind of grew roots in the community, I I don't think I'd ever want to leave the town, to be honest yeah. with you.
2: And uh, I grew up in Bismarck, where we both work now in Bismarck, North Dakota. But after I went to college in Minneapolis, I met my now ex-fiancé, who was from Jackson, Mississippi. And so when him and I graduated from college, he said, well, do you want to move down south to Jackson, Mississippi? We've lived by your family for a few years now let's you know let's go be by my family and really I you know like I said wasn't married had no kids why not it was an adventure so I moved down to Jackson Mississippi and I lived down there for four years until my grandma got sick and then I wanted to come back a little closer to home but you know I loved it down there besides the cockroaches and crime I loved it (laughs) I loved the food. I loved the music. I mean, I, we had so many great music festivals that came through town because, you know, we were really the central location from Memphis to Houston to Atlanta to New Orleans. And we got the best of the best that came through and decided to do a pit stop in Jackson, Mississippi. So I don't regret living there one bit. I, I loved it.
0: So, to tie you back to uh, our audience who are generally from the school nutrition area, um, can you tell us about your favorite cafeteria meal as a child?
1: Well, I have a favorite. Um, If you remember, at least I do, um, pizza was always my favorite. (laughs) And still is. It still is, still (laughs) is, yeah. Uh, But they used to make the pizza uh, like in these sheet pans big sheet pans of pizza. And I just love that so much, and uh, because the it was a treat—the big squares With the of little pizza.
2: tiny square uh, pepperonis—that's sure. what they had on a little it. diced pepperonis. <laughs>
1: <Yep>. <laughs> and uh, there would be times where you would kind of buddy up because you could—you would get your lunch letter at the beginning of the month, and it would tell you what you're having for lunch each mm-hmm. and every day. And so you always knew the guys that didn't like pizza, so you'd cozy up to them a day or two <laughs> of beforehand and be their buddy so you could get their square now, of pizza were, were you
2: a buddy or did you kind of force that one like <laughs> we will give me
1: your pizza no no we were we were friends until okay, until the deal was done and then i would move on okay good. uh but we also had this other uh we had a breakfast for lunch mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and maybe they just had extras for breakfast or something but we had this uh it was a butcher shop that was down the road from our hometown uh called munich sausage and whenever they had that Munich sausage, I would always ask for second and thirds up there. It was so good. And they still make that sausage today. You can get it here in Bismarck under a different name. But uh, I, I try to get it every once in a while. So they saw so Dave
2: coming and They were like, hide the sausage. Yes,
1: <laughs> hide <laughs> the sausage. He'll eat us out
2: of house and home. <laughs> I, I liked the pizza, too. Um, but I also I like the Salisbury steak. That was a good one for me because you'd get those like instant mashed potatoes and the corn and the salisbury steak and you kind of mixed it all together you cut your salisbury steak up and kind of mixed it all together and that was my favorite really you know uh holidays
1: were always a special time too because that's when you got the turkeys
2: see we we were public school you were you grew up in a small community Mm -hmm. and i don't remember having i mean we had turkey dinner but i don't remember having it like on thanksgiving or yeah, right was, around there it or, was right
1: around probably the few days before that mm-hmm. we took off for vacation for thanksgiving or christmas and and it would be a full you know full turkeys they would they would bake and of course you had the instant mashed potatoes with the gravy to go along with it and the vegetables that was another good meal as well
2: it's different now uh and i'm sure you would agree with us because kids get to pick. Do they want salad bar? Sure. Do they want the sandwich bar? Do they, you know? And so it's so different because we didn't get a choice. It was either bring your own lunch or you had the hot lunch, and and that was it.
1: So yeah. Now, when you were going to school, Ginger, did you have uh, different flavors of milk, chocolate or regular milk?
2: I don't remember having chocolate milk. So I think we was...
1: had the choice. You could have.
2: Because
1: oh. uh, we had the big uh, cooler with. Uh, oh no, we the, got the, the bags cartons, of milk. The little cart. Okay, so yeah. we. We had like a a container that you would fill your glass with. So that ice cold milk. Oh, delicious. (laughs) Loved it.
0: Let's tie it all back in together. So some people may be listening to this, this podcast and thinking, how are these two radio hosts involved with school nutrition? So let's tie it back together. Tell us more about the ride and dine event. What is it and how did it get started?
1: So Ride and Dine, as uh, we kind of alluded to a little earlier, uh, we started uh, the actual Ride and Dine event. It was what, spring of 2014, if I'm remembering correctly. And uh, the event takes uh, place bi-monthly, so twice uh, a month. And uh, it's organized for riders uh, to get together uh, to go on a ride. As Ginger said, uh, people buy bikes to ride them, not to uh, sit and and, uh, look at them. Uh, and of course companionship and to help the community out with uh, special events that we have. And we always thought it would be a good idea to uh, organize this ride and somehow benefit the community with uh, raising money, uh, doing something good for the community. In past, we have uh, helped uh, different organizations like Wounded Warrior Project and Carrie's Kids. And so when we did this, of course, we can't do it ourselves, so we looked for sponsors. And we were lucky to find some really, really good sponsors. And so it, it kind of started that spring, and it really grew into something that I thought, boy, we could we could really continue this. And, and of course, uh, summer of 2015 uh, came along, and we did it again, and, and the response was just fantastic. And 16, and then, of course, we just wrapped up 17 uh, this year. And all of, uh, throughout those uh, four years that we've had it, Uh, We've had nothing but positive responses, Mm -hmm. of course, from the uh, riders themselves and, of course, from the community uh, when they find out what the donation is for. And especially this summer. This summer was really big because the the folks that went out on the ride actually would give us extra money for donation because they thought uh, what we were doing this for for the kids was just a great, great idea.
0: So, you mentioned there were some sponsors involved to get this thing going. So, can you tell us about the organizations that were actually involved in the event?
2: Yeah. You know, um, when when we got started, it was kind of a combined effort between a few different groups that said, hey, you know what, let's get together and, and, and ride, um, you know, one of them being Custom Stripes and Skip from Custom Stripes, he's the owner of that place. He loves to ride mm-hmm. and he's been riding for years. And we also have had a close relationship with the Freedom Riders Motorcycle Club for quite a while. We've done other events with them. Um, you know, they're a great group in the in the city, the oldest in Bismarck, Mandan, the oldest MC in Bismarck, Mandan. And so we kind of got together with them and decided, well, let's get this off the ground. Let's do this together. But now along the past few years, we have had other sponsors get involved Jerome distributing they were involved from the beginning as well they wanted to get on board we have Rock Point which is the place where we end uh, and where we feed them the meal that we have donated each year and that's how we raise the money we have Action Motorsports which is where we do start now which is a really great place and they donate the motorcycle that we give away at the end of the summer which is a huge draw for people we have doll's studios which is a tattoo shop in town and jason and Nikki are big supporters they both ride as well i don't think i'm missing anyone am i
1: books towing Hooks i think towing. was one they provided the yep. food
2: this year yes yep, so
1: absolutely. we
2: have had a couple of changes and you know that's been uh, one of the challenges that we had really the only challenge that we've had is uh a, you know a business that shut down and a couple businesses that just didn't quite do what we wanted them to do as far as their end of the deal with helping out with our um, event but all in all the only other thing that really challenged us was um, people continuously adding more and more bike runs which has taken just a bit away from the crowd but you know we've still been able to raise more money Mm -hmm. or as much money as we have in previous years yeah
1: good point that ginger made i was going to bring that up on average you know uh this year we've had anywhere between 75 to 100 bikes involved for each ride that we had and years past uh that number would be 100 to 125 and you'll see the the decrease in our participation due to the fact that there's just so many rides out Mm -hmm. there now uh it's kind of one of the things that uh a lot of clubs are doing nowadays and we've seen uh participation in local clubs decline because weekend they probably rides, weekend know. rides they yeah. you know it's pretty tough for them to go out on a wednesday and a thursday and a saturday so mm-hmm. so they got to kind of pick and choose and what they want to do and our thought possibly maybe down the road maybe even next summer is to align ourselves maybe with one of the other uh organization that does have a ride the same night we're, we're not quite sure on teaming that yet up, yeah kind of teaming up with them and uh and go from there and maybe we could uh boost our uh, participation back Mm -hmm. up to where it once was the first uh, couple years anyway. So that's really the only thing that I saw as a challenge challenge that we've had in the past uh, few years.
0: So if someone shows up to the Ride and Dine event and they give their money, what does that money get them?
1: So the ride is absolutely free. You can ride out. and We encourage any and all to ride with us. You don't have to be a member of a club.
2: And we see all walks of life. It is pretty cool seeing the, the group that shows up.
1: Yeah. Uh, We have uh, people that ride uh, Harleys to Indian motorcycles to
2: Yamahas uh,
1: and (laughs) and Kawasaki's. Trot
2: Rockets, we kind of push them away. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) kidding. They,
1: They ride with us. It's those people on the trikes that we push away because they can't ride. No, we're Stop just kidding. It. So uh, so what they do is they, they uh, come down and get registered at uh, Action Motorsports. Tickets
2: for prizes.
1: And we give them tickets for door prizes. And uh, $10 is what we'd ask for the meal. Now, if they want to have a meal, we encourage them to donate the $10. And everybody does because yeah. they know it's a, going for a great cause. But then we go for the ride. We end up back at Rock Point on the river. It's a beautiful setting. It's right mm-hmm. on the uh, Missouri River. And we sit back and enjoy adult beverages, have our meal, give away door prizes, enjoy music. And uh, when we have all of with nine of them, I think we had nine yep. rides, including our 9-11 ride. Yep. Um, so then we take all the money that is raised from $10 per person for the meal. And then uh, that's then given back to the community, which you saw here this year.
2: Because we do have a sponsor each year that donates all the food for the summer. So we don't have a cost there. So really it's just 100% of those who do want to eat each ride. We have that money is going towards the charity that we choose mm-hmm. each summer. And
0: about, you said you had nine rides. So about how many people were showing up to each of the rides
1: uh, out of those, uh, about hundred. Yeah. I would say yeah. there's anywhere between a hundred, uh, that's including passengers too. Yeah. So we would get somewhere between 75 to hundred bikes, and including some passengers, so 125 people at 10 bucks a head. And some days, uh, we're a lot better. I mean, we would have yeah. 150 bikes uh, for, for a ride. And our 9-11 ride, which is, which is at the very end of the year, and that's where we honor uh, the first responders, the uh, military, military, police, fire. They all get to ride and eat for free. We generally have, like, a steak dinner, or we try to have something really nice for them. Yeah, we the bring up uh, honor guard. Honor
2: guard come out and... Uh, do a prayer at the beginning presentation presentation of flags Mm -hmm. the national anthem so we really do it up big for our finale
1: yep and then that's uh then that's the culmination of the whole summer and the the giveaway is then presented with a check at the end of that ride and that's usually taking place as close as we possibly can to september 11th this year i think it was september 8th on that friday
0: so you said that all this money goes back to the community at the end so which charity did you guys decide to give the money back to this year
1: this year, we went to the uh, child nutrition program of uh, both Bismarck and Mandan. We talked with Michelle Wagner. She's the director of uh, child nutrition in Bismarck and Becky Heinert in Mandan. What we did was we split it one-third and two-thirds. Uh, one-third went to the Mandan uh, district and two-thirds to, uh, to Bismarck.
2: Because of the size.
1: Because of the size. The discrepancy is because uh, just more students in Bismarck than there is in Mandan. That's the only reason why.
2: And we chose that because... In May, when we all got together and we're getting ready to kick things off, we were trying to figure out, well, what do we want our charity to be? In the past, we've done things for the kids, too, like Carrie's Kids, which yep. is a local organization that helps out kids in need with clothing for school, food, mm-hmm. a place to go if they have uh, you know, not a very good home, to be able to go and do homework. But this year, we saw a news story in the newspaper talking about um, the negative balance like over $20,000 in Bismarck public schools alone for the lunch program. And we thought, well, this isn't fair for these kids. You know, it's not their fault that they can't afford to have a full, you know, uh, lunch account. So we wanted to put back the money in and uh, and help them out.
1: Yeah, our thought is, uh, you know, no kid should have to worry about having lunch. Uh, They should worry about schoolwork, worry about uh, FIAD or... You know worrying about anything else other than having lunch that should be the least of their worries and we hate to see kids that are uh, hungry i've never had that in my life so i don't know what it feels like but i can only imagine that well, it's got to be the worst feeling that the best meal that these some of these kids will have is at school
2: and they get fed but sometime depending on the the uh school program Some kids get a different meal if they don't have money in their account. Well, that stands out alone, and those kids are going to feel embarrassed anyway, and so they shouldn't have to go through that either.
1: Do
0: you know about how much money was raised from this uh, charitable event?
1: Yeah, this summer we raised a little over $8,000, a total I think, of $8,005 was raised to offset the lunch account uh, debt in Bismarck-Mandan public schools. And uh, talking with uh, both Becky and Michelle, the uh, respective directors of – of their uh, school lunch programs. Um, the way they're going to, uh, use it. Uh, I mean, it's fantastic is what Mm -hmm. I think what they're going to do is the parent comes in and they're just going to match that payment. Right. So it's not going to be dispersed to clear somebody's account at all. It'll be matched. So if a parent comes in to put $20 on their account, then, uh, this money $20 would then be matched to that child's account.
0: If someone is wanting to do something, maybe not a ride-and-dine event, but if someone is wanting to organize something to raise money to give back to these unpaid meal charges, what is some advice that you would give them?
1: I think one of the first things that I did when we had our organizational meeting in the spring, I contacted uh, both uh, Becky and Michelle there at the Bismarck uh, and Mandan Public Schools. and We kind of discussed uh, some of the things, um, you know, how much in debt, uh, how much do they need? Made it,
2: sure that it was going to actually yes. go to the food program and wasn't going to be dispersed through academics. Not that we don't care about those other parts of school, but this but, was the big issue.
1: Yes, it was lunch because uh, we have stations inside of our own building that do things in the fall for kids, for academics. Yep. We're getting lunch boxes and uh, you know calculators and pencils and pens and all of that. So we just wanted mm-hmm. to make sure that it was, in fact, going to the uh, to the lunch, lunch counts uh, themselves. So uh, what I would recommend is possibly visiting with uh, those two young ladies and uh, talking with them and seeing or your, how, your
2: school representative yeah. through the you know, public school or private school, whatever, you're looking to donate, sure. find out who's in charge of those school lunches.
1: And maybe sit down and, and talk about uh, what the best way that you possibly could uh, help out your local school in, in the event that this is something that you wanna do. We highly recommend it yeah. because that this is not a standalone problem in, in not even in just in our community. I mean, there's communities that surround us that have uh, this issue. Uh, We wish we could help them all. Um, But we had something that can be done with uh, pop-up groups in smaller communities around the uh, area. And And our
2: community got really excited about it and really embraced it. We had uh, some businesses that just wrote checks and donated, even though they weren't going to be coming and riding with
1: us. Mm -hmm. So it's a very, uh, it's a great way to, to show support, uh, in your community. Uh, I really encourage you if you give it, if you get a chance, uh, you know, do it. Uh, I think you're going to see the, the benefits in the long run and get yourself a little, uh, you know, civic uh, pride in it.
0: Awesome. Is there anything at this time that you'd like to add?
1: Well, we would like to, uh, thank our sponsors because, uh, at this time there's no way that this could have happened without all of our sponsorship help. Of course, Indian motorcycle and Steve person there at uh, Indian Motorcycle. They did a great job, as Ginger said, Skip from Custom Stripes and Sign Works, He's worked tirelessly uh, throughout the summer helping us put that on. And of course, Ginger, you know, the Freedom Riders, they are uh, kind of the guys that uh, they put the rides. Yeah, they put the rides together for us each and every uh, Thursday night when we go out on these rides. And, uh, you know, uh, Bill at Rock Point, um, he worked so hard. And it, this, in fact, I think was originally one of his ideas back yep. in the spring. He had brought it to our attention. The we all kind of knew about it, but he thought, hey, this would be a great idea.
2: He has kids in school in uh, Mandan, and sure. so he wanted to help that uh, them out. With
1: yeah, it. so we had uh, that. Of course, Jerome Distributing and uh, Jay Mock and uh, uh, Jason and Nikki at Doll Studio and Hooks Towing. All of these Folks, this just could not have happened without our our sponsorship and Rock 101 getting the word out to everybody uh, with, uh, you know, place and time and whatnot. So
2: And to embrace your bike community. Truly, Mm -hmm. like I said, they're gentle giants. You know, they're really out there to help give back to the community. And we're lucky enough to work with everyone, not just MCs. I'm talking all riders. It's been really a fun thing to be a part of it truly as a family. And they want to help other families out.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. And of course, all the riders that took part, whether they were a part of an MC or not, that came out and uh, made donations and were a part of our uh, ride and dine for 2017. And we look forward to bringing back uh, the ride and dine for 2018. Uh, Of course, we'll have our organizational meeting in the spring, uh, February, March of that time. And we'll uh, decide uh, what the next avenue is if we want to do, you know, the lunch uh, accounts once again. But uh, we'll, we'll figure that out when time comes.
0: Awesome. Well, Dave Allen and Ginger G, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast today.
1: Thank Ryan, you. Thank you so much for having us. We sure appreciate it.
0: Yeah, take it easy and stay warm.
2: <laughs> we're, we're trying. We're trying.
0: Thanks so much.
2: <laughs> thank thank you. you, guys.
0: We'd like to thank Dave Allen and Ginger G, not only for their commitment to giving back to the community, but also for joining us for this podcast. There's more where that came from. If you'd like to check out more podcasts, Be sure to check out PrimeroEdge.com forward slash podcast. You can also check out our blog at PrimeroEdge.com forward slash blog. And you can find us on social media. We're on LinkedIn and Facebook. Just search Primero Edge. Rounding out this episode, I'm your host, Cheyenne Meyer. And that was your full serving of child nutrition.